And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I've been uh, changing my, my intro as of late. Because um, you never know. Well, I never know when, you, when you're going to listen to this. And plus, it's 2020. I'm looking to try and do something different. But y'all still rock with me. But I'm not going to keep talking because I know y'all like, yo, who is this Mike guy you got, Murph? Do we know him? Well, you will. You know what I mean? This brother not only blessing the Why Not Sports platform, be on the lookout for that flagrant two joint. I'm telling y'all, Mike brought the heat. But, world, I just want to say this. One of the biggest supporters that I've been able to come across, especially this year, not only myself, but other podcasters in the community one-fourth of off-the-record podcasts and also co-founder and creative director of Crossover Media World. Help me welcome. I like to call him Brother Mike. Big Mike. What's going on, brother? Appreciate your time, Chief. Hey, man. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm I'm humbled. I'm honored, man. I, I know you People consider you one of the, the OGs in oh, the game. Man, and appreciate that. So when you reached out, was no question, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, we're going to talk about this sports world first off. I don't know if we should do NFL. I don't know if we should do NBA. You know what? Because you're the guest. And this to show you what type of host I am. <laughs> what, what, what sports you want to hit on first? Man, let's start. Let's start with the NFL. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you start. What you want to talk about? The Steelers being undefeated, the NFL rescheduling the games. Like, what you want to start off with? Well, look, I I am a realist. Okay. You know, I'm a but I'm a Baltimore guy. I'm a Ravens fan. Okay. Okay. And it's hard as it is to say. Yes, sir. I gotta give the Steelers their props. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give them big props. Yeah, undefeated. They looking like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I can't. I can't hate, man. As much as I want to hate. Now I will say this though. You know we got some issues going on in Baltimore with the COVID thing. And yeah, man. They, it's looking like a, it's looking like a, eighteen total players. I think that's on the reserve list. Eleven positive tests as of this morning. You know Juju Smith and a couple other Steelers players did come out. A couple of days ago, and you know, was chastising and saying, "Hey, the Ravens was reckless," and now the Steelers got a couple cases. Mm-hmm. So it just go to show, man. This thing is this thing is wild. This thing is out of control. Yeah. And you know, it's it's. I'm. I mean, I'm sure it's some somewhat of players being reckless, but at the same time, it's just one of those things, man. That 
it's, it's running through the world. So, but yeah, man, I give Nick props. Me okay. undefeated, man. Okay. And, <laughs> it's hard to say, but right? <laughs> they they doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Now they had posed a question on Sports Center a couple of days ago. Which would happen faster? The Steelers go sixteen and zero, or the Jets zero and sixteen? Which one will happen first? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go to Jets zero and sixteen. <laughs> yes, sir, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that man, that situation. And listen, I, I know Matt Patricia just got fired yesterday. Yes, from Detroit. In, yeah, in Detroit. Adam Gates got to be next, man. Yeah, these, these dudes must know like close family members or ownership or something to be yeah, holding their job as long as they do. Right. But yeah, he, he gotta be next. But I, I, I can see them I can I can see them going on sixteen first. I, listen, the Steelers, man, I think looking at the remainder of their schedule, I mean they had some tough games left, but I, I think they can run the table. Wow. They stay healthy. I think they can run the table, man. They they one of those teams that I'm gonna put it this way, T D Murph. What's gonna happen to the Steelers is it'll be one of those games. It'll be like a uh, like a Jacksonville, one of them teams that you expect them to beat that they sleep on, huh. and that'll be a team that beat them. And that's their championship for yep. the year for that squad. Yep, yep. That's, I like that. Yep. Now that's good, man. Um, I got to talk about your Ravens right quick. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson? Because uh, earlier in the year, he was, well, from a few sports podcasters actually was saying that they think last year it was his ceiling, like he reached his max. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on number eight? I don't think he reached his max. I do think that you know, I think he set the bar really high for himself. Okay. You know, being a first year full time starter, coming out, putting the numbers up he did, Ravens going fourteen and two. Yeah. Um, winning the M V P. You know, he set the bar high and that's you know, it, that's the one thing I like about the kid and I don't know how much nationally he's he's shown, but here locally, like he don't shy away. He'll come out he'll come into the press conference and say that's that's me. Mm-hmm. Take you know, my full I, ownership. Yeah, and I like that about the kid. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can get better. What I think the problem is in Baltimore, man, is his offense. And if you, it, what people are failing to realize, especially in this town, right? Because this town, and most most sports towns are like this, but this town, man, like you start looking, <laughs> you start slipping a little bit here. They're, they're like, oh, I wish we still had Flacco. Like, it's like that type of crazy talk. Wow. Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, come on. They couldn't wait to get Flacco out of town. but then, Now you want him back. Yeah. So, I think what's happening is the offense is one of those offenses that catch you off guard for that moment. So, if you go back to where Greg Roman was in San Francisco with Cat. Yeah. They balled out, went to the Super Bowl and everything, actually mm-hmm. against the Ravens. And that offense worked. But then the following year, the, the San Francisco didn't look as great. And I think Greg Roman has one of those those offenses where he doesn't really 
he doesn't change it or make adjustments going into it. And that's why I think Lamar, when he came out in the Rich Eisen uh, interview and was saying, hey, the defenses are calling out our plays. Yeah. I, I don't think it was a shot at Roman. I think it was just him speaking the truth. And I think that it's, you know, it's real. I think that he just doesn't, he don't, he, he don't adjust his offense mm-hmm. or add to his offense. And I think that's what you see happening right now, man. But I think he, I, I don't think his sit, I don't think he reached the ceiling. I think he set the ceiling very high, though. Yes, he did. <laughs> but I think, yes, I think the kid, the good thing about him, man, is he works hard, and and there are some things he could get better at. You know, um, there's conversations that I have amongst my buddies, and you know, we in the, I'm in an area where, you know, you, thirty minutes from DC, yep. so it's a lot of you know, Washington football club or whatever their name is uh, fans and you know they question that and it's and I'll I'll say I'll be honest to to them like he's not he's 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 lacking some things that of course Mahomes have and those type of guys yeah and he and he he works hard enough to get better and one of those things is like his accuracy his deep ball and stuff like that he gotta work on that yeah you know he gotta work on that so to answer your question and stop rambling. <laughs> no, no, you good, big dog. Hey, man. Hey, 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 big Mike, brother Mike. <laughs> hey, big dog. This is what I do. Continue. That's why I was pregame. I said, "How much time do you oh, have?" Okay, okay, yeah. So he he didn't reach his center, man. I think they'll get better. Hopefully, they switch up that offense, man, and 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 add a little bit to it, man. You, you know. He, Yo, teams adjust. It's the NFL. So yeah. you do something that was record-breaking, like this offense was last year. Yes, sir. Teams adjust. It was something, you know, go back. I'm not saying it was gimmick, but you go back to when, like, the Dolphins and, and teams were running the Wildcat. Yeah. It ran through, like, teams ain't had. That first year it was happening, teams didn't have anything. They didn't know how to stop it. But then the next year, they adjusted, and it was over with. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's right, like. right. The teams are knowing, okay, what you're gonna do with Lamar and what you're trying to do. So now it's trying to it's time to do some different things with him. Now, I've been talking to people, because you know I'm a sports guy first, so I let the world know like Marv, you that flagrant too, you be talking. No, I'm actually the sports guy first. <laughs> um, Mark Ingram in a running game plays a big part in y'all with y'all success as far as mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And now that he hasn't been available for whatever reason, well, now he's, you know, hurt or now with the, you know, COVID situation. Mm-hmm. But Martin mm-hmm. Ingram played a big part in Lamar's and the Ravens' success last year. And Huge. don't too many people give him credit for that, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay. He, he, um, he was huge for this team last year. Not even, not just from what he did on the field, but like him being – the big time, like he was, he was Lamar's big time, his his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was he was pumping Lamar up. He was, he so from that standpoint, he was he was very important. But offensively, he played a major role in the success. Now after he went down with the injury, it just doesn't seem like he's been the same. But right. again, going back to Greg Roman, we drafted J.K. Dobbins. We have Gus Edwards, who who are, are both solid, solid running backs. Mm-hmm. 
but I, the way he's doing this three-headed monster thing is like nobody can get hot you know what i mean so you run mark ingram twice and then you put jk dobbins in and you you know you run him the next series two or three times then gus comes in so like it's, no one to me is getting is, is able to get going i mean you you looking for the hot hand so if one of them burst out burst a big play and then you you know you stick with that but i i mean i don't think that's mark ingram's game i think you know he he's he's kind of a volume running back you know yeah like he, he can make his impact and out of the backfield and 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 coming from the backfield but i just think that you got to get him going man rev him up man get him yeah. get him get him a few carries let him be the bell cow for for a couple series man and see what he got yes, so sir. but i agree with you man. he was a huge part for us yes sir yes sir and i got that one listener like murph when you bring guests on do they ever play sports so so mike for that mm-hmm. listener that's i got y'all i promise where did your love for sports come from man so my my love for sports came early 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 in the game so okay. i grew up in a household where <laughs> believe it or not like my parents were rival they they liked rival teams so my mom was a cowboys fan my dad was a Skins fan. Oh, Skins fan. oh. so that's a you knew we that division rivalry. That's a, no, that's not an any rival. Ooh, <laughs> right, continue though. <laughs> you know that was in the heyday. You know yeah. when it was when they were actually like good. So yeah, um, so I, I I was born into that. You know what I mean? And it was it was weird because you know my dad was straight Baltimore, but you know at that time we didn't have the Ravens. The right. Colts had left us, so. I just never could connect with the Redskins. Never. I, I just—it was just something that I could do. So, I always sided with moms with the Cowboys, um, you know, during that time. But it started then, man. And then, as I got older, you know, they—they they put me in sports. I started playing. So it really started, you know, with neighborhood ball. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood where we was outside in the street or it playing in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, we was playing, you know, uh, 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 damn, uh, what's the name of the game we used to play? Um, I can't even think of the name of the game, but yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, it, was one, it was one, it was one on, it was one on a hundred. You pick up the ball, you better run and score. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, you know, we also hooped and, and things like that. So it, it just, it just, it just gravitated to me early, very early. And it's weird because. And it's a good thing to see now because my son, who's one, like he's he's already taking a liking to it. We I got him a little hoop, so there you go. You know he's slamming on it. He, hey. You know he's letting me know he's ready. So I'm like, okay, okay. So yeah, man. At a, at a very very young age, I was born into a house divided uh, with with football, basketball. My parents weren't huge huge fans of basketball. Um, that that love I got from my from myself. Okay. But, um, okay. Self talk. Yeah, and just being just being a fan of the, just being a fan of sports. Period. Yeah, man. yeah. And you know, as a kid, you know, when we was growing up, the Murphys. Yeah. We was willing to try everything, man. Man. Like we soccer, baseball, yeah. you know, basketball, football, anything, man. Facts. We was willing to try anything. So it was just something to do and be active, man. And it, it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. 
Okay, man. Now that's what's up, and congratulations on uh, baby boy. That's dope. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, 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 man. Um, like I tell oh, in the answer your question, I did play. I did play. I didn't. I didn't go past high school or anything like that. Okay. Wasn't that good? But I did play. No, you good? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna definitely say, Mike, you didn't answer if you played. But I, you know, but yeah, I was gonna get to that. But no, that's yeah, yeah, what's yeah. up, though, man. Now, did you play football, basketball, both? Football, both. I, I was, I was the fat kid that could shoot. So you know, they always had a role for me. Like, uh-huh. you know, I was, I was five eleven, six foot, but the jumper was wet. Man. Wet splash. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't, I couldn't get in. There. I couldn't. Bang too much in there with the big boys, but yeah. hey, I, I was shocking when they ain't step out on me. I'm knocking it down. Yes, sir. I'm a lefty too. I'm a Ooh. lefty too, Murph. So you know they they slept on the lefty. Yeah. yeah, I was out there knocking them down, and then football. Yeah, football was <sighs> football. I played, um, you know, not to toot my own horn, man, but for my size at that time, I, I was pretty good on my feet. Yeah, right. So, I was afforded opportunities to play certain skill positions. A fullback, a little bit of tight end because I could catch and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it was like, yo, we need you in the inside. We need you blocking. We need you playing on the line, on both sides of the ball on the line. So, that's why I got dirty at. But, yeah, I played a little bit. Okay. And, and again, as as a as a father, especially with a son, it's not tooting your own horn. It's showing your son, hey, when you go back and check the archives, whether it's my guest appearances, my shows, any videos, I'm that dude, son. You know what I'm saying? Your dad's that dude. Why you think mama? Anyway, that's another story for another show. Again, that's that flagrant two side kicking in. But I'm going to get back to sports. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get uh I want to definitely get your take on on this hoop thing, man. It's been a lot of transactions. The the new draft class is here. Mm-hmm. What moves have been made that has raised your eyebrows? Oh man, I mean you got to you got to tip your hat to what the Lakers did and what they're doing. Yeah. Um you know, Montrez, I'll say this, the Montrez Harold deal or signing was probably the one that caught me off guard the most. Facts. Um, I wasn't, you know, it was it was, it was was rumbles out there that Serge was going to sign with the Lakers. So I was kind of expecting that to happen. But when I saw Harold sign, I was like, oof, okay. Um, so, you know, them getting Dennis Schroeder and... Wes Matthews and Marcus Saul, like you, you gotta, you yeah. gotta tip your hand to them, man. Yeah, you man. Know, coming off a championship, um, I like what Atlanta's doing on the low, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta's making some, uh, making some moves to build a, a nice little young team out yeah. there. Um, let's see. What Without about the team, draft picks? So the draft picks, so. You know the one man that caught me completely, completely off guard. I was shocked that Vernon Carey slipped to the second round, man. Yeah. And I'm like, and you know what? I, I watching the draft, he didn't even cross my mind until his name got called. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn. So and he got picked by Charlotte. So I think Charlotte had a really good draft with getting Lamelo, right? 
and getting Van and Carey. So I think they I think they had a really good draft. Um, you know, I'm close to DC, so I'm interested in seeing what this this kid that they got out of Israel can do. They were talking, you know, Jay Billis and them were hyping it up, saying that this he's like this year's Luca. Oh, okay. Luca, Luca, that's tough. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, this town needs something like that. So I hope they're right. But yeah. um, let's see who who else was. I do like, um, you know, my co-host Brandon. He's a New York Knicks fan, so they got Obi Top, Obi Top, and I think yeah, from that was a solid pickup for them. Yeah. Um, let's see, and. You guys also got that Michigan State point guard who I thought should have went even higher. Cassius Winston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's so you know what the interesting thing, and we talked about this on on our sports show too. This was a draft that it, it, it didn't really stick out to. I'll say it didn't really stick out to like the casual fan. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, you had you had the Lamellos and those those type of uh of you know known players and, and and popular players I'll say. But it didn't have that one can't miss you know this person gonna be 10, 12, 15 year vet, all star, right. hall of fame. You, right, you know, it right. didn't have that guy. But to me it was full of players that could be Solid ten-year pros, you know, and 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 contribute for teams for a lot of years in the NBA. So, I think this is going to be one of those drafts that we look at later on, a couple years from now, and say, "Yo, this was this was a good class." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I, I've said the same thing. Like, if you're not a pure basketball fan. You mm-hmm. know very little about the draft. And the reason why I'm going to add to what you said, because you talked about some players, I've talked about some players, and I still haven't really brought up the number one draft pick's yeah. name. Yeah, yes. That's how I know, like, yo, yeah, that's cool. You know, he, he was the number one pick from Georgia, but – we was looking at this person, this person, this person. So I mm-hmm. think that's the first time in my history of really being a huge basketball fan that the number one pick really wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, and I think, I think the kid can ball, man. It's one of those things though, that I question. I don't know if you caught like one of his interviews and he was saying like, you know, for he, he still, he don't watch the game of basketball. Yeah, yeah I don't know if he yeah. like basketball. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was it's like, like, you don't watch it, but you in a professional. You don't watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what though, man? Like, and, and shout out to him. But you know, we had him on on our show. My guy, good buddy of mine, his name Denarian McKenzie, played uh, football. He played in the NFL. He played for the Redskins, and he had a little spell with uh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And he used to tell me the same thing, man. He said, man, listen, basketball was his first love. Mm. He was like, football got me to college. And then football actually ended up paying my bills. And I'm like, that's real. I respect that. that yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But it's yeah. just, 
it was just like, damn. So like, yo, you really don't like you're not a fan of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yes. you just that good. You're good enough to play, but you're not a fan. And I just could never imagine. You know, I just could never imagine that, man. Well, Mike, there's a point in time where I tell people your why is going to be why you do what you do is going to wake you up. Mm-hmm. So if you don't love your why, you're not going to last long or you're going to yeah. get frustrated and not give 100 percent. And I'm not saying this for Anthony Edwards world. I'm just saying in general. Now, this mm-hmm. is why not sports where we talk about the good, bad and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. I played ball. It was times when I didn't feel like playing. I had nagging injuries. I had I just maybe wasn't myself, but because I love the game, I'm like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to give everything I got. So right. when you hear or when we hear people like Anthony Edwards and some other people, like you said, I understand like yo, I work at a job where it pays my bills. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sitting there like, yes, I'm going to do this until I retire. So I can see why these people, you know, make that move. But at the same time, if I'm going to give my all all, it's something I'm passionate about. Because I ain't going to lie. If you say, hey, Murph, uh, I got that guest front. I got that one guest on this guest and they can only do noon. Guess what I'm doing? Either calling in or coming in late. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Nah, I feel you. And that and, and ultimately I think that, you know, even with my homeboy that played, like I think that ultimately uh was it for him. Yeah. You know, it's just it was one of those things, man, like it, it it catch I I totally wholeheartedly agree with you, man. It catches up to you if it's not as if, if it's not your love, man, like eventually you just get you get sick of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you yeah, putting sure. your body through certain things, and you like, I don't even want to play. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah. How much? How much? Money, call my agent. Hey, how much money we done made? Right. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think it, we we should be good, right? One more year, okay. But after that, I'm gone. But yeah, that's right. real. That's real. Yeah. I got one last question for you. Because mm-hmm. I know I got devoted listeners. And again, I love y'all. I love my guests for for rocking with me. We had the OGs, Mike Tyson, Roy (laughs) Jones Jr., Nate Robinson. I'm going to leave it like that. I'm going to leave it right there. What were your thoughts? Even if you did, first, did you see it? I did see it. Okay. You've seen it. What were your thoughts on it, man? Then that'll be, excuse me, then that'll be it, man. So, I'm be honest with you, Murph. I was more intrigued by seeing the, the Nate Robinson fight. Yeah. You know, I know I'm a boxer fan, so I know you know the Bottle Jacks and those guys. But I'm like, eh, if it's gonna be this type of a night where you know you got two OG legends gonna fight, I'm like, I, I want to see what Nate and them do. Yeah. And. We saw what happened to Nate, man, and yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say this, Nate. I, I just hope Nate stay off of social media for at least for a, a while. Week. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they they crush him, my man. But um, the yeah, they got fight, a challenge for him yeah. now. 
Yeah, the name opposite. I see. Oh, the internet. The wow. internet is undefeated. It didn't take long, man. man. It didn't take long. No, sir. For them to, not, not long after it happened, it was popping online. So, you know, I, I hope the brother take a few days off, a few yeah. weeks off maybe, and, and stay off the net because he, he's going to be the most popular thing for a long time. Yes, sir. Um, The Tyson Jones fight, it was more entertaining than I thought it would be. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was like, there started to be like rules circulating online that it was no knockdown and um, there was if, if somebody gets cut in the fight and it wouldn't be a declared winner and I started seeing that type of stuff so I'm like okay ah see that's new to me okay yeah so it was it was certain things that they had said so on the on the actual actual broadcast itself they kind of hinted at these things but they didn't put them in stone yeah. Like, because they started calling it like a uh, what they call it it was something like a they called it something along the lines of like a serious sparring match gotcha 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 so gotcha. you know trying to paint the picture that it would be more than just you know uh, them you know two guys sparring and throwing a couple jabs at each other so it was a little more entertaining than I thought I think Mike wanted to fight I think Mike. <laughs> I, I think Mike was going in to knock to, to knock him out. Passion. Yes. I've like, never questioned. Even as a youngster, didn't know what I know now. I always knew he had love for boxing, and it still yeah. shows to this day. Because, like yeah. you said, he wanted to still fight. Yes. He 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 was coming in, and you know, it it, it seemed like it kind of caught Roy off guard at first. Like Roy was like. <laughs> Like, wait, man. I didn't sign really, up for that, Mike. This <laughs> dude really fighting. Like, he really. <laughs> so, Roy, like, man, let me hold Let me grab on to him a little bit, man. <laughs> but it ended up being a little more entertaining than I thought, man. But it, you know what it did for me, though, Murph? It, it brought back memories of, of watching them dudes when they were in their heyday. Yes, sir. And even the ring walk. So, I was watching it with my lady and stuff, and. You know, she was laughing. Oh, Mike got the little shorts on. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, listen, when Mike came to the ring with that towel and them black shorts and them black, them black boots, man, it was no better entrance than Mike. Yep. And it was no, you know, it wasn't the entrance that was more scarier than, than, than Mike. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it, I started having those type of moments and then, I mean, uh, excuse me, then, Roy, you know, dancing around and doing the doing the chicken fighting and stuff. It, it it brought back memories of when these dudes was like the men, like they was the guys of of, of their class and and uh, so I, I I salute them, man. I salute them for getting out there and doing that eight rounds and they put on a show, man. Yeah. I, would I would I would I pay for it again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. But but you know, I wanted to support. And, and you know, like I said, it was more entertaining than I than I thought it would be. So I salute him, man. Yeah, it is. Well, man, I salute you. I salute you, brother Mike, Big Mike, OTR underscore you. Mike for 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 taking time, man, blessing us here on Why Not Sports. So for the first time, listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? 
Mike, how can they find you? And uh, oh, before we go, <clears throat> I know earlier, I know that listener like Murph, he was a creative director, right? <laughs> Crossover Media, Murph, the, Murph, you you slipping, Murph. <laughs> so can you just talk about I, my list is beyond me man they they be on me so if you can talk about um crossover media sure man so uh one of my co-hosts alex um it's it's honestly crossover media is his his baby okay um i i tell people it's his baby it's my stepchild you love him all the same <laughs> 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 you love him all the same That's you know good. but he is is really really passionate about podcasting and he started to notice my passion about it and i mean my brother approached me and i've known this guy for 20 plus years he could have just called me we could have did a skype call and he could have explained it and i'd have been like yo i'm in but my man did a full powerpoint presentation wow of what his vision is and what he wanted me to be involved with and I'm like, man, no question. Let's get it. Now, Crossover Media, the idea behind it is we started to see, you know, it's, it's a bunch of podcast networks out out here. Mm-hmm. We actually came into the game signed to one okay. that would be, that would remain nameless. They, yes, but they, they They didn't do much for us, you know. And we started to notice that it's not a lot of podcast networks that look like you and I. Yes, sir. So we started researching and we started to notice that even some of the bigger podcast networks, you know, we looked into the boards, the board members, ownership, all of that, and it was it was no black people. Mm. So, you know, our motto became, man, we you know, we're not looking for a seat at the table, we building the table. There you go. So the idea was to put together a network, black owned and you know try to help other podcasts as, as, as much as we can man and, and right now we we're about 12 to 15 podcasts deep um congratulations and, man that's what's up yeah man i appreciate it and it, it, we knew man and we and i'll be honest with you man this is this is being on this side of it is new for us and you know we making phone calls and we and we talking to people and it's different yeah. And 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 so we appreciate those who, who who signed on with us that you know they believe it in us and they working they they believe in the vision and they they understand so it, it's really a salute to them to trust us and, and say hey man we we see what y'all are trying to do man yeah. we got you and, that, and also the idea is like from our own instance with the company that we were signed with the, the network we were signed with. We want to be totally different. Yeah. They, you know, you own all of your stuff. That's another thing that, you know, and I'm sure on the Flagrant podcast, like the Flagrant Two podcast, we we could, we you know, we can get into that oh, too. Yeah, but yeah, I'm tr- trust me, I'm like a uh, note about <laughs> networking and owning rights. I'm, I'm but go ahead. <laughs> but you know how it is, man. You know, like it's it's a lot of people out here trying to trying to take hold of people's creative. Yeah. And yeah. and we want to we want to be a part of stopping that. So yeah, that's that's the mindset behind crossover media, man. Well, there it is. So world, now that Mike let you in on that, can he give out his social media handles? 
Let me see. I'm, I'm just, let me see, make sure. Yep. All right then, big dog. So now let the world know how they can find you, your podcast, and how they can find Crossover Media. So you can find me personally at OTR underscore Mike. That's on Twitter. Um, the podcast, we're off the record podcast. You can find us at OTR underscore pod on Twitter and OTR underscore podcast on IG and Facebook. You can find the show on all your streaming platform, podcast streaming platforms. And uh, Crossover, that's Crossover365 on Twitter, as well as IG and Facebook. So check us out, man. And uh, the website is crossoverpodcast.com. So check us out, man. Take a look into what we're doing. And we appreciate any love and all the support out here, man. And, and, and D-Murph, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's, I'm humbled, man. No, you just don't know, you. man. I appreciate you. No doubt, no doubt. Well, well, world, wherever y'all can find Mike, y'all can find Why Not Sports. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's d murph. You can find the show on its own IG, Why Not Sports underscore, and also check out the website www.dmurphspeaks. Um, that's where you can check out. Uh, more events and uh, posts from the IG and just kind of see, you know, what what I've been up to. I know I haven't been as active on social media like I was telling Mike. And that's why y'all got to check out the Flagrant 2 episode. I've been putting in work. But y'all, we got, we, we both got things to do. But y'all, we appreciate y'all. Until next time, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Sir!